Book Two, Chapter Eleven of the History of Pompey the Little. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The History of Pompey the Little, or the Life and Adventures of a Lapdog, by Francis Coventry. Book Two, Chapter Eleven. Chapter Eleven: Adventures at Cambridge. Williams, though much ashamed and out of countenance, was yet in his heart very glad to be relieved from the apprehensions of maintaining a bastard, which he imagined would add no great luster to his reputation as fellow of a college. When, therefore, Pompey escaped out of his wicker prison, he was in reality pleased with the discovery, which put an end to his fears, and feigning himself diverted with the thing, took the little dog home to his own chambers. This was an adventure of the comic kind, attended with no ill consequences to our hero. But we now proceed to relate one of a very tragic nature indeed, which fortune seems to have reserved in store as the utmost stretch of her malice to complete the miseries of his unhappy life. There flourished at this college, or rather was beginning to flourish, a young physician, who now stood candidate for fame and practice. He had equipped himself with a gilt-headed cane, a black suit of clothes, a wise mysterious face, a full-bottomed flowing peruke, and all other externals of his profession, so that, if according to the inimitable Swift, the various members of a commonwealth are only so many different suits of clothes, this gentleman was amply qualified for the discharge of his office. But not choosing to rely totally on his dress to introduce him into business, he was willing to add to it a supplemental, and as many think, superfluous knowledge of his art. About this time, a member of the university died in great torments of the iliac passion, and some peculiarities in his case made a noise among the faculty of Cambridge. The theory of this terrible disorder, caused by the cessation of the peristaltic motion of the guts, our young doctor very well understood. But not contenting himself with theory only, he resolved to go a step further, and for this purpose cast his eyes about after some dog, intending to dissect him alive for the satisfaction of his curiosity. A dog might have been the emblematic animal of Esculapius or Apollo, with as much propriety as he was of Mercury. For no creatures, I believe, have been of more eminent service to the healing tribe than dogs, Incredible is the number of these animals who have been sacrificed from time to time at the shrines of physic and surgery. Lectures of anatomy subsist by their destruction. Ward, says Mr. Pope, tried his drop on puppies and the poor, and in general all new medicines and experiments of a doubtful nature are sure to be made in the first place on the bodies of these unfortunate animals. Their very ordure is one of the chief articles of the materia medica, and I am persuaded, if the old Egyptians had any physicians among them, they certainly described him by the hieroglyphic of a dog. But not to spend too much time in these conjectures, our young doctor had no sooner resolved to satisfy himself concerning the peristaltic motion of the guts than unluckily, in an evil hour, Pompey presented himself to his eye. More unluckily for him still, neither his master Mr. Williams nor any of his other college friends happened to be present or within view at this moment. Matchion, therefore, very boldly seized him as a victim and conveyed him into a little dark place near his room which he called his cellar, and in which he kept his wine. There he shut him up for three or four days in the condemned hole, while he prepared his surgical instruments, and invited some other young practitioners in physic of his acquaintance to be present at our hero's dissection. The day being soon appointed for his death, the company assembled at their friend's room in the morning at breakfast, where much sapient discourse passed among them concerning the operation in hand, not material to be now related. At length cries the hero of the party, Come, gentlemen, we seem, I think, to have finished our breakfast. Let us now proceed to business. After which, the tea-things were removed, the instruments of dissection placed on the table, and the doctor went to his cellar to bring forth the unhappy victim. 
and here good-natured reader i am sure it moves thy compassion to think that poor pompey after suffering already so many misfortunes must at last be dissected alive to satisfy a physician concerning the peristaltic motion of the guts the case would indeed be lamentable if it had happened but when the doctor came to call him forth to execution to his great surprise no dog was there to be found he found however something else not entirely to his satisfaction and that was his wine streaming in great profusion about his cellar the truth is our hero being grown desperate with hunger had in his struggles for liberty broke all the bottles and at last forcibly gnawed his way through a deal-board that composed one side of the cellar the danger however which he had been in made him sick of universities and he wished earnestly for an accident which soon happened to relieve him from an academic life end of book two chapter eleven